When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Monday Night Raw, June 3rd, 2019. This is the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Matt Morgan and Raj Geary. The Undertaker's back. Triple H and Randy Orton had a face-off. Brock Lesnar is singing a new tune, and that tune is Friday. Friday. Got to get down on Friday. (laughs) Don't think I didn't spend the last hour dropping in clips over that Rebecca Black song during Raw. Uh, But no, I uh, I don't know, Matt. What did you think tonight? They're building up this Jetta pay-per-view. They're trying to do some heavy lifting with other stuff in the WWE. How did tonight serve you as a wrestling fan? I think as a mainstream fan who hasn't watched it in a few years and came back was probably happy and delighted. Um, I wasn't, I, I mean, I'm not sound, I don't know. Not, I sound so pessimistic all the time, but <laughs> this didn't do anything for me. I wasn't excited. Yeah. I, I kind of felt the same way. I thought overall, if you're, if yeah, to your point, as far as like big stars and stuff, you had a lot of that. You had Brock and undertaker mm-hmm. and, and triple H and Randy Orton. Uh, the guys at WWE sees are big stars. Um, and you know undertaker is the same old promo but him saying uh you're next was kind of cool sure um so there were things you know continually advertising and saying that lesnar is going to cash in it's one of those it's one thing if like you're teasing like might he cash in but when you're saying he's gonna cash in and he doesn't do it this is like the second week in a row that they actually said he was going to and he didn't um it just starts getting I just feel like you start losing goodwill with your fans. I mean, no one expected him to actually cash in, tonight, but still. Yeah, I didn't either. And if you're AEW, or and I know, I know we should, they're not trying to compete with them, but I would totally be dropping advertisements about not baiting you, pulling bait and switching. You won't have to come, we'll come into our yeah. show, watching our show, pay for our pay-per-views. You'll never have to worry about bait and switch. Just that first time pay-per-view that we did with what was supposed to be our main event because Pac pulled out, but we'll digress. <laughs> <laughs> Trust is hard to build, man. And, you know, once you lose it, it's tough to get it back. And I think the WWE fans have been so burnt that I don't think anyone really thought Brock was cashing in tonight. And we still go back and watch. That's the thing. And this is what I've heard. Both companies, both Impact at the time and WWE, say in their front offices of, we'll always, and agents as well, those fans will always be there. You can piss them off. You can treat them. They don't say you can treat them like crap, but you can get away with things like this because they're right. We're not going anywhere. We knew we were going to get bait and switch tonight, and yet we still tuned the hell in, didn't we? Right. It's like, fool me once, we'll keep watching. Fool me twice, we'll keep watching. watching. Fool me three times, we'll keep watching. Yes. (laughs) But with where the ratings are, I would argue that they have eroded a fan goodwill over the year. Over the years. Oh, yeah. For sure. The ratings, yeah. Well, I don't know if it's just fan goodwill or just fan boredom. Yes, I think it's that, but yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, there's a lot to be bored of, right? Um, And no yeah. Sami Zayn tonight. There are people pointing that out in the chat room. Uh, Raj, have you heard anything yeah. more? Do you think they're just keeping him off TV to stoke speculation about his AEW name drop last week? I don't know. I haven't heard anything else beyond, you know, people no. were confused. So there were reports that Vince was mad, yeah, like, you know, no. whether it's, it seems like a weird thing to work people on. I could sure. see it being, uh, you know, wires getting crossed between creative and, and Vince and it not making up it up to Vince or something. But um, I mean, that isn't interesting that Sammy's not there. It also could be because he's not going to be in Saudi Arabia. That's so why. Keep him off, keep him off of TV this there you week. Go. I was waiting for you guys to stop talking to say exactly <laughs> that just sentence because that's the right reason, Raj. It's because they go with pretend it's WrestleMania. You're not going to put somebody on there the week of WrestleMania, who's not being featured in WrestleMania. You're going to build all of your matches. <coughs> Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair, Lacey Evans, <laughs> Nikki Cross, Alexa Bliss. Need I continue, Matt? They have to put them out there. That's right. different. Yeah. Okay. But Sammy has been on like every Raw and SmackDown yes. for uh, a while now. So, no, I agree that that's a plausible reason why. But, hey, man, we got to find something to get excited about. We got to find something to speculate about. <laughs> There's no electric chair this week, which I think was a good thing. <laughs> Jesus. 
they stopped with the uh, the lights in the third hour too. The dimming the lights and giving it that grittier feel, they, which they had just started a few weeks ago when Mick Foley came out and introduced the twenty four seven title. So looks like they've already dropped that. I didn't even notice it, honestly. I had to go back. Mm. Yeah, last week they the did it, like the last forty five minutes of the show, and this week it, not at all. Yeah, yeah. which so- doesn't really matter. We opened up tonight, Roman Reigns coming out. He's going to have a six-man tag. Roman teaming with the Usos versus Drew McIntyre and The Revival. Um, Shane getting up in his face, building their match for Friday and Jeddah. And then we went to the match, which I think was interesting that The Revival and Drew McIntyre won uh, with Roman tapping out or not tapping out part of me getting pinned shane saying no, he's gonna make him tap roman out. didn't get pinned didn't he get pinned who got no, pinned? One, uh, one of the usos oh pardon me roman got beat down after right savagely which by your booking math raj he's winning friday in saudi arabia yeah. um but yeah shane saying he's gonna make him tap i thought that beat down was excessive i didn't need to hear uh, shane mcmahon's imitation of uh roman's uh battle cry like that was something else uh, what did you think of this match, though, Matt? The revival getting that prime spot with uh, Drew McIntyre at the start of the show. Good. I like that part. I like, you know, that they got the opportunity. Yeah. Yeah, I thought the match itself was good. You know, with, with those guys, you can't go wrong. You know, no. they're they're all beasts, and Roman the Usos are great. The revival are great, um, and Drew and Drew is as well. You know, we've we talked about this before with Shane as a heel, and it's just man, him doing that stuff. It's just hard to buy when he gave Roman that spear at the you know, when they were doing the beat down, they held him up. Uh, Shane gave Roman a spear. I'm like, that doesn't look like that would hurt Roman at all. It doesn't, but them holding him up protected a little bit for me at least because in my head, I'm going, dude, he would bounce right off of Roman Reigns in real life, right? Um, right? <laughs> like old man, it's like my neighbor doing it to somebody, but like. Because they held him up, there was heat in it, right? I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I was just thinking how much better that angle would have been if it was Drew and not Shane. Yes. You know, like yeah. Drew hitting the spear and doing the hoo on. Mm-hmm. You know, it just the Shane thing, I don't know. It, it just doesn't work for me anymore. No, I agree. Yeah. It was a little, <laughs> I don't know. They're trying. They're trying really hard with him. Um, I think they just see Shane as a bigger star than he is, or like people care about him more than he does. Um, I think if yeah. people were into Shane, the ratings would be going up because he's all over the show, you know, both shows every week. He did get that reaction, though, when he first came back and he was a baby face. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Arena's chant. We're chanting his name. Yeah. I just mean since the heel turn. I, I like I've been thinking like him and his baby face has been fine mm-hmm. when he, you know, comes out here and there um, making announcements and things like that. I think it, it worked. It's It's small dosages. He's not all over the place. But since he's turned healed and he's just constantly all over TV. Um, he yeah. is an A plus supporting player. I think have him in a storyline, but don't make him the center of the storyline. Yeah, yeah. As a heel, it's just not. It's just not working. It's just not gelling. Uh, Roman getting cheered tonight in Austin, Texas. That was cool. They're chanting for him. Yeah. yeah, good good response there. That was nice to see. Uh, Matthew McConaughey and Lance Armstrong together in the audience. I thought that was kind of cool. <laughs> Matthew McConaughey told a he was on some show with Cena one time. They were like both being interviewed for their respective movies, and McConaughey talked about being a big, you know, uh, world class championship wrestling fan back in the day, and he got thrown out of an arena for throwing tomatoes at Skandar Akbar. So mm-hmm. I, always, I always thought he was cool in my book after that. <laughs> yeah, so uh, the revival and Drew McIntyre won that opening segment. That's right, Jay got lev- leveled with the Claymore kick and the pin to win. Oh, what did we have after that? The Miz coming out there with Seth Rollins. And Matt, how do you think this fared tonight with Rollins again selling it like he's afraid of Brock cashing in? Stupid. Hello, it's the same thing. He's still, he's just, just folks go back to last, or the last week's show and the week before show and the week before that show, the last three weeks worth of shows, and you'll get my opinion because it's the same one. It's the same crap. We have a champion who's not acting like a champion and is like Brock Lesnar is being built as the number one ace of that entire show. He's the main guy. Yeah, absolutely. You watch this segment 
and Brock just came across as the biggest star, right? And and Seth is just kind of this kid that really wants to, you know, be able to to face prove, him. I don't know. And prove something to him. It's like, dude, you're the champion. You've beaten him. You don't have yeah. you, if any you're the only guy there who has absolutely nothing to prove to this guy, actually. You should be the man. You beat um, him. You did it. You conquered yeah. it. On to the next. That's what Rich Flair say. wouldn't be out there, you know, just constantly talking about, you know, being afraid yeah. of Lex Luger and Could you imagine yeah. that? Like you no, know, with with Steamboat or, or whomever, right? Yeah. And he goes and he's cutting his promos, you know, he holds on to the championship and it cuts the promo again about trying to chase, you know, Ricky Steamboat or Terry Funk or whomever the hell it is. I mean, could you even imagine yeah. trying to impress them? Yeah. And they made, I mean, okay, so they're making Brock uh, into a bigger star, but it's, uh, yeah, it's really at the expense of these guys. I mean, it's just amazing because we just pulled out of this funk that we were in for such a long time. Well, they don't have to do that. Like, again, yeah. it's, it's all on Seth. It's all on what they're writing for Seth. There's no reason Brock can't continue to do what he's doing and troll. Right. And I would argue it doesn't make him a bigger star. It just makes him more exciting for those of us that are bored with him. Yeah. Um, he's not going to become more popular because of this in general mainstream. Um, but Seth, it, it, it's on Seth. It's on those promos that he's cutting where he's bow down. He's bowing down. It's annoying. Yeah. Him and Kofi, they look like a, a couple of underneath guys that yeah. need, that need a big win from, from it, a top dude, guy. Yes. And they and should again, be like top guys. He, Yes, and he did it. He beat Brock Lesnar. Right. What the hell? What was the point of all that? I mean, Brock should be obsessed with Seth. Yes, like he, you know, Brock, you know, Seth is one of the few guys that have beaten him, and that you know that loss is haunting Brock, and he's just playing mind games with Seth, and Seth is just there waiting for him, and you know he, he's, you know, just that should yeah. be the storyline. Yeah. No, I agree. Um just it's tough it's tough to watch this i don't know i know short term this is good for ratings what they're doing but long term i think they're digging a deeper hole they've got even more problems after this yeah i think i actually think tonight's show will do a good rating yeah which is unfortunate <laughs> right um to your point matt when you go on vacations one of our enterprising fans needs to make like a matt morgan soundboard because we could just you could just you know phone literally phone it in one week and we could just play like stupid boring i'm a big fan of these guys i could watch them go all day just yeah. all the classic matt morgan drops we could just Not classic the unclassic show overall that i'm forced to watch <laughs> or a paycheck yeah but i think oh. by them teasing the lesnar thing because even if you didn't think that lesnar is going to cash in i think enough people were like but maybe you know, let's see what it, where they go with this. They lean yeah. so hard on it, though. What's that? They, I yeah, did. I mean, that's they, they they seem desperate by doing that same angle the whole show for three weeks now. Well, that's what they do. They find something that works, and they they think they stumbled upon something, which is dancing Brock, obviously, and they beat the crap out of it. And and until you get annoyed with it, it's no longer over. That's what they do. Yeah, and I, I should. Uh, point out when i say the ratings can be good I, I mean for what they've been doing it's going to be up from recent weeks i think it's going to be decent because taker was there i think taker and i think the brock stuff too yeah maybe really you think because they advertise he's cashing in the money in the briefcase whatever that there's going to be a better rating i th yeah because i think the third hour won't fall as i mean it, taker as well but i i think uh it, it worked last week to an extent last week was a low rating but the hour one to hour three drop mm -hmm. was not that big as, uh -huh. as it usually is. Hmm. Next. After that, uh, what's his face? Uh, Lars Sullivan came out, beat up the Lucha House Party. Lucha House Party <laughs> uh, ended his standoff. They got three-on-one match at Super Showdown on Friday. Matt, aren't you sad you're missing out on the Super Showdown Friday from Jetta? No. The equivalent of WrestleMania. No. Or possibly better. <laughs> it probably might be, but no. Raj, you're going to be on vacation, so it's going to be me and Nick Hausman covering this. Yeah, I'm still going. To, I'm still planning to watch it if the Wi-Fi is good there. I'll be in Costa Rica. Why? Why would you do this on vacation? It's I can never totally get away from work. <laughs> I got to watch it at some point. Do we? Do you have to? Where's your sense of patriotism, Glenn? <laughs> I mean. But see, I'm watching it to criticize it, Matt. So I feel like it is patriotic to be critical. 
my friend as an addict i recognize uh rationalization when i see it and that's <laughs> what you're doing i'm joking <laughs> no um no i agree with you you know i've got huge huge issues with their relationship yeah, with saudi sorry. arabia and whatnot there and if it were, and like you know like you've said before if it wasn't for this podcast i don't think i'd be watching raw let alone oh, jedi they would have lost me a while ago yeah it's uh it's just bad it's bad 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 and jetta is gonna be tough um i don't know but people are interested in it i think it's important to talk about it and who knows news might be made they've made news other times when they've gone to saudi arabia what they do what they don't do yeah um, Strowman holding their championship uh, he's the longest reigning champion in wwe isn't him with the saudi championship oh that's true he has greatest royal rumble winner <laughs> last year um no i was thinking about uh when they got in trouble for showing the scantily clad women in the promo and they had to yes. apologize like there's been news that's been made for from it before so i think there is something worth oh, covering turning uh, yeah we'll see what they do uh this time and there is a royal rumble happening it's just a battle royal so it's oh, a 50 man battle, battle royal we'll get to that later but why not make okay. it for the u.s title you know give some stakes seriously to that, that was yeah that's a good idea actually yeah then you Wait, have so many i mean there were so many ways you could have gone about it you know but to just hand it over i just thought we'll, we'll get to it 50 man battle royal for the u.s title in Jeddah, saudi arabia heads would explode <laughs> for that um okay so back to the show yeah lars lucha house party yada 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 uh nikki cross making friends with alexa bliss in advance of their of nikki's match tonight against one of the iconics but first we had becky lynch come out and she was kind of promo interrupted by Lacey Evans, interrupted by Charlotte Flair. And then we get the Lacey Charlotte match that it seemed like they were building towards in this yeah. feud. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, Matt, what do you make of this? Shocked. Shocked that they threw yeah. that away on paper on free TV. Shocked at that, actually. Yeah, but this is WWE. You're going to see it for the next. You're going to probably still see it on pay-per-view. You're probably going to see it like four more times in the next couple of weeks. Which is a shame because that was an original match. First time kind of match. They could have kept building Lacey a little bit more before getting there. And I would have paid money to watch the two. Yeah. Yeah. I, th I, mean, I thought this match was just ugly. It, there was a lot. Yeah, I kept with the from the Charlotte's chops and and. It was Lacey was like, I don't want to say she's out of place, but she was out of place a bunch of different times in that match with simple kick to the stomach, even like she like turned her, she gave like Charlotte her side. And then when she's trying to chop um, Lacey again in the corner, she like gives her, she gives her her shoulder instead of eating it on the chest. Yeah, and there was one move she was going from the outside of the ring inside, and Charlotte mm -hmm. moved out of the way way ahead of time. And she yeah. went and did the move anyway, and just kind of just like plunged herself forward into the mat. Uh, this was a bad match. I, mean, I don't. I, I would like to find you'd find this out. I'm sure, Raj. Find out if that match was always supposed to be part of the original script today, versus did they mm -hmm. kind of throw it together with like an hour before doors opening, and then girls didn't have a chance to really go through their stuff. Maybe. I just that's what it felt like to me. I'm not saying it happened, but that's like what happened in my matches when I'd be like, oh, something would change on the fly. And by the way, you're working this guy tonight, even though you were supposed to not be working. Just got a promo. <laughs> Oh, you don't have your gear? Well, you live 20 minutes from here. Go drive there and get it. TNA. Wow. Um, <laughs> crazy things like that. Though, the match would suck. Yeah. Yeah. No, but I think to your point, Matt, uh, Lacey and Charlotte could have an amazing match if they had the time to put it together, rehearse it, and do it at a pay-per-view. And work at live events, event. work out the kids. Yeah, definitely. Yes, guys. Yeah. yeah, this was not that match. So Becky Lynch interfered. Uh, there's DQ finish on this. This went way too long. I was like, Becky, why didn't you do this like 10 minutes earlier? <laughs> you know, why wait, you know, 20 minutes into the match to interfere? But uh, whatever. I, I, I just think I, I bet you all these women are wishing Ronda Rousey was back. Seriously. So I need to take a moment. Thank the sponsor of this episode, which is Nutsack. Whipping out my nutsack here for the audio listeners. You can't see it if you're not watching video. I knew I smelled something funny. Yes. Uh, <laughs> someone yelled at me at StarCast. Actually, no, it was a double or nothing. Someone yelled at me, hey, man, nice nutsack. So <laughs> thank you, uh, watcher and listener of the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Uh, nutsack, how did they get their name? They were told they were nuts to manufacture in America. And what do they manufacture? Perfect bags for your everyday carry. It is fantastic. My nutsack got me through StarCast, got me through Double or Nothing. I was able to carry everything in there from business cards, my iPad, my phone, my wallet, my keys. I had uh, earbuds, portable batteries. I loaded my nutsack up with all my essentials for going to a convention. It was absolutely fantastic. And I use it day to day. I've been using it these past couple of weeks.
weeks. It's been great. Take it when I'm out and about running errands. I've got everything I need right there at my fingertips. Uh, like we said, it's made in the USA, high quality materials and craftsmanship, American wax canvas, American leather, and American labor, strongly water resistant, and Nutsacks come with a lifetime guarantee. Nutsacks says give them two weeks and they'll change your life. They guarantee that you'll love your Nutsack versus stuffing your pockets, or you can get your money back. They have a 30-day money-back guarantee. It is a comfortable bag that's the right size, but not too bulky, rugged, durable, and you can beat the hell out of it. Matt, uh, you got one sent to you. What do you, what do you think? Well, well, really quick, because you have it on behind you in the sign there. How, how did your how did Blue Chews affect your Nutsack? You know, there was a slight lift. I found a little bit of a pep, but, you know, it was good. I found that, you know, still proportional, which is important. Now, you might say, you know, looking at a guy like you, you might go, wow, that's a small Nutsack. But no, Matt, it's just that you're so large. <laughs> good job, Glenn. Um, I, I do, I do have it actually, and uh, thank you for sending it to me. Um, I actually put my, uh, I have a, um, not laptop. What do you call it? A little uh, iPad. Yeah, uh, gimmick, but it's not really made by i. It's not made by Apple. Um, and I, I use that in my commissioner meeting, for instance, tonight. Um, and it was much better than bringing my old school, ugly looking briefcase that looks like it's from 1982. Um. <laughs> versus this you know what i mean yeah no I've, I've got a messenger bag that i retired that was just so big and bulky and i love that this is the absolute perfect size you can just grab it and go be prepared with your daily essentials everything that you need roger you taking yours on vacation i am yeah i got it all packed up it's supposed to be a little rainy in costa rica we're doing a lot of hiking so i'm going to keep have that on me with my ipad always you know checking to make sure everything's going smooth uh and so yeah it's Every time I've used it, it's been great. Um, it's it's sturdy, dependable, and I'm, I'll be using it this whole trip. It's awesome. It, it's replaced my laptop bag. Yeah, it, yeah. these are really, yeah. really, really great bags, everyone. You've got to go check this out. Go to nutsac.com. That's nutsack.com. So don't add a K. Nutsac.com. If you use our promo code wrestling at checkout, you're going to save $5 off your first purchase. And uh, yeah, just remember, visit nutsack.com, N-U-T-S-A-C.com, promo code wrestling to save $5 off your first purchase. We thank them for sponsoring the podcast. Nutsack, uh, this is a great product. We've all been using it. We all love it. You're going to love it too. Nutsack.com, promo code wrestling, save $5 off at checkout. Back to the show tonight, Rey Mysterio came out, and I thought he was just dropping the U.S. title, but he straight up relinquished it to Samoa Joe. Matt, did you know that was a thing that you could just give a title to someone when you're handing it away? What am I okay? Because I, I like Samoa Joe, so I think I was okay with it. Um, yeah, I, doesn't doesn't it make sense though? Because he was the last champion, right? And he was his last opponent, right? I mean, wouldn't it have merit? For him to give it to him, but why not put him in a match to determine who who is the battle royal was a great idea, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do the battle royal, um, or you could do a a little mini tournament, you know, eight, eight people or seven people. Samoa Joe's automatically in the finals, and uh, and then the winner of that, and then at least you're getting matches with stakes. None of these matches tonight meant anything. Um, they've killed that title for me, though. Oh, yeah. Intercontinental yeah, as well. Both both titles are. Yeah, yeah I agree with that. And I don't know if I'd care anymore. Back in the day, I used to care when they had these tournaments. It'd be like you'd have someone like Road Dog in like the opening round or Xbox or whomever for like the Intercontinental Champion. Yeah, right? right. And it'd be like you know a series of matches, right? A tournament, like you said, and you'd be excited about it. And um, now, if it was for, even for Intercontinental, I would argue, like, I wouldn't even care about the first round matches. Even though you're saying they're stakes and we should want to have stakes, they've made me not care right. about mm. these stakes anymore. Unless like, it's for the world championship and nothing else. Yeah, like, what an afterthought this Samoa Joe being the U.S. champion again was. Yeah, right? it is. It's a shame, too. Yeah. Do you think that's part of them putting it on these up-and-coming talents? Because look at even yeah. a year ago, two years ago, you had The Miz with the Intercontinental title. Mm-hmm. You had Roman Reigns with the U.S. title for mm-hmm. a while. I think when they put it on guys that they cared about more, it meant something more. And since they put it on the likes of Nakamura and title and uh, talent that they don't see as top guys, I feel like it's really suffered in the booking. Then don't put it on them. Put it on yeah. people that you're going to push. And and don't have them get beat every week once they win the title. Yeah. Like Samoa Joe wins the title and he's beaten nonstop, All not putting a big feud. Uh, you know, how are you supposed to get into that? How are you? How is that a, a title that you're going to care about? Lou Gotti in our chat room is pu- uh, pointing out they're pushing the 24-7 title harder than the IC or the U.S. title. <laughs> Social media, they definitely are. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Some Finn Balor, you got to remind yourself he's the Intercontinental Champion. 
Yeah. Yes. Yes, you do. And the tag team champions are, I, I can't remember the last time they were on TV and the war Raiders and, you know, they, they had started a feud with the Hawkins and Ryder and they have not been heard from in weeks. Um, so Ray during his speech teased that Dominic is, uh, training for mm-hmm. uh wrestling career which is pretty cool sure, um, they've, said, they've said that before but yeah he's been training for a while but i don't think have they put it over on tv yeah him? i think there was a backstage segment where dominic was you know Maybe talking was ray was like here's my son dominic he's training yeah no i thought that was cool uh certainly i think he's he's a shoe in um when he when he uh comes up but i think that uh it's interesting after this ray relinquishing it to samojo and the samojo still beating the shit out of him oh, of course that you saw that that was definitely cool. yeah but with a separated shoulder, Matt, is that a good idea? Even though I know I know Joe's taking care of him, but is mm-hmm. doesn't don't you risk it getting worse? You definitely, definitely. But they're pros. Yep. Uh, oh, here we go. The arm wrestling match tonight: Braun Strowman versus Bobby Lashley. <laughs> if you guys didn't see this breaking down the way it did, you're crazy. <laughs> This was every WWE arm wrestling match. <laughs> Does anyone actually like these? Except I thought the salt in the eye would come before Strowman beat Lashley. Like right as Lashley's about to lose, you do the salt in yes. the eye. But yes. powder. <laughs> yes. So Braun Strowman won after uh, hijinks ensued uh, with uh, some yeah powder being thrown by Lashley in his eyes. Um Whatever. I mean, Lashley was handling Strowman. I mean, he is impressive. The strength on that guy. Oh, my God. He's a freak. Yeah, the way he's lifting him and just, you know, power slamming him like he's just another guy. It's He's insane. just so strong. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was a very predictable segment, but I, I, yeah. I wouldn't say I was bored. It was, it was fine. Yep. How about Nikki Cross versus Peyton Royce? Ugh. Alexa Bliss getting coffee ringside. Matt, I'm sorry. Continue. I don't get the whole Nikki Cross thing, honestly. I, huh. I didn't get it when she was by herself, when she was no longer with Sanity. And the group was cool. It was different. Um, without Sanity, I just... Yeah. I agree. I don't see her as right now as a star with what she's been presented. Uh, I think she show, has shown that she could be when she was doing the insane gimmick. I thought there was potential there, yes. uh, but just right now, she's just another person. Um, mm-hmm. It kind of wiped out her character and I, I, I it yes. sucks for her. I mean, I feel like she has a ton of potential, but mm-hmm. right now she's just there. Biting the robes and doing all the crazy crap she used to do. She drew your attention. She, yeah. she yeah. sucked it in out of the entire sanity group. And Eric Young is one of my better friends. Um, I'll be very honest though. She always took my eye, you know, my eyes on would always go on her when the mm-hmm. four of them would be out there. And that's with Killian Dane's big butt being out there too. Yeah, I always felt like that kind of hurt sanity on the main roster. Is they missing that piece? Like she she added a lot to it. She did. So they're hinting an Alexa Bliss face turn, maybe temporary, maybe her and Nikki feud after this. Yeah, I think she's going to turn on Nikki. Definitely. Just, Hello. Yeah. Yes. They did that coffee thing at ringside. <laughs> yeah. White pants, man. White pants and coffee. So, yeah. Someone, Peyton knocked over. Alexis, Alexa was drinking coffee at ringside. Peyton knocked it over. Yeah. Something like that. And then Alexa fell in it. And it was she had white pants on. So the it was supposed to be comedy that she's, you know, looked like she Peter pants. You could almost hear well worse than Peter pants. You could almost hear Vince laughing from backstage. Just I'm sure that was the funniest thing ever to him. All I could think of man, Sasha, she must just be like <laughs> so satisfied with her decision not to be on the, you know, not to be there right now. Yeah. Uh, and with that distraction after the coffee incident, uh, Roy Scott covered, uh, Nikki hit the suplex neck breaker from the top rope, covered her for the pin to win. Oh, okay. Let's see. Oh, this was, uh, the Friday segment. So Rollins came out to address Brock Lesnar. Lesnar didn't show Corbin came out. They have a match Friday for the universal title in Jeddah. Uh, they were getting into it and then they got into a fight, but then Lesnar did come out and basically kicked the crap out of Rollins. And then Paul Heyman was saying, cash in, cash in, cash in. Mm -hmm. And Lesnar said, Friday, Friday, Friday. It's all happening Friday. He beat up Rollins something fierce with that chair. Did you see that chair after he was done? I mean, that was bent to shreds. He just kept wailing him over and over. Mm -hmm. He did. He put it on him. So much that it seems bleeding from the back. Why would he not cash in? 
Really asking that? <laughs> no, I'm just saying I want a little bit of logic. I mean, Matt, why would you wait oh. until you know what I mean? Like, I, I understand that they're they I'm want Brock, to I'm Brock Lesnar and I'm box office. You ain't getting okay. me for free on this free cheapo show. You don't have to watch the network and pay your yeah. 99 to see me. But then why bother beating him down here when I'm beating him down on Friday? Because I can. Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't I, think Brock should be injured. cashing in right now. I I'm going to have an injured, hampered opponent in Jetta, which Glenn loves saying that word. <laughs> it's not Saudi Arabia. It's Jetta. Jetta. <laughs> Parts unknown. Um, okay, let's talk about the high point of this episode. Firefly Funhouse. Oh, yeah. Okay. Bray Wyatt talking uh, to a pig named Husky. Huskus. <laughs> Oh, was it Huskus? Yeah, it was. A, it was clearly a throwback to his Husky Harris days. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and why explaining how he got in shape? So first we get a devil puppet that looks like Vince McMahon coming out, uh, <laughs> mm -hmm. and then a music video. Like this was full glow in the eighties. Like this was nuts. <laughs> yeah, it, it was out there, but I liked it. I love this. Was it. great. I want an entire episode. Just let whoever's doing these promos run raw one week. <laughs> His his smile and, and his face is so creepy. Yeah. Isn't it when he's trying to be like a good guy in the video and like smiling and whatnot, and his eyebrows raising and stuff? It's like, it's it's creepy. And then there'll be that short takeaway where all of a sudden it gets dark for a second. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I loved it. I thought this was the most entertaining, you know, one of the most, yeah, this was the most yeah, entertaining part of the show, I thought. Yeah. This is probably one of the best things they've done all year. This particular firefight fun. And run. they're going to run it into to the ground. Wow. True. So far, so good. But uh, I wonder how long they can keep it up. Mm -hmm. It's just the, yeah, the fanny pack and the Zubas. I mean. <laughs> it was, if you haven't seen it, uh, if WWE is smart, they, don't, they should not upload this to YouTube. because I, I agree. <laughs> you know, or yeah. just like a 10 second clip to make you want to watch the show. Yes, it's so true. This was great. But yeah, to your point, Matt, they're one, they're going to run into the ground. And two, I think as soon as they bring him back for a match, it's the all a question is, mark. The jig is up because I don't know yeah. how they're going to do that. I think he's, again, I'm predicting he'll be heel. I hope I'm wrong. But uh, I don't know how that translates into the ring when he, when the bell rings. I'm curious. Remember, what was it? The House of Horrors match with him and Randy where they were projecting shit on the ring. No, that was WrestleMania. Yeah, that was a WrestleMania, but the, the House of Horrors. Yeah. Okay, so I didn't hate that, by the way. I know really? I didn't, like, hate it, hate it. I thought the match sucked. The maggots was kind of interesting, I, I guess. But different. I'm, I, listen, we're, we're so bored by watching this stuff. Again, anything that's different at this point, I'm going to pop for. Yeah. I agree. And I think that's the key with this, right? Is that as long as they keep changing it up every week and do different stuff with it, it'll be good. As soon as they start making it repetitive, people are going to get bored, uh, bored with it. Let's just see where Bray Wyatt is in six months. And that, because I have no faith right now with WWE creative. Um, there's a lot of times where you see someone come in hot, you know, Ricochet and Aleister Black earlier this year. Um, you'll see people getting these pushes and you're like yeah. excited about it. And then it just dies. Yeah. Yeah. Triple H came out. To talk about Randy Orton, Randy Orton came out and confronted him. Uh, kind of a standard promo. I mean, this was similar to what they did with Batista, a little I, subdued. It was, I thought this was better than his stuff with Batista. I thought this was, um, we all know the storyline, yeah, you know what I mean. It, that, and I always think it's pretty cool when you can, you know, pay a little homage to uh, an older angle, you know, between two two former opponents, or two best friends in this case, friends rather, and stable mates in the past. Um, I like this segment for what it's worth. I did too. This was another one of the better parts of the show. I thought I liked that they didn't force it too much. They just it was just them cracking a couple of funny lines to each other, yeah. uh, because otherwise it would just felt like everything else. And uh, this was different. And I, you know, I yeah. liked it. It just felt like they were kind of legitimately laughing, um, yeah. even though they were scripted lines. Um, but uh, I thought it was good. Mm -hmm. Probably the high point being Orton uh, telling Triple H to take his balls out of Stephanie's purse for the match in Saudi Arabia. So, and, yeah, that was a same And then uh, Triple H responding something like, at least I had balls to begin with or something like that. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, we'll see. Uh, Ricochet versus Cesaro with a promo finally tonight before their third match against each other. Yeah. We got those backstage promos. I still don't know what they're feuding over, but what did you think of the match, Matt? 
Um, great. Their yeah. matches are always going to be great, but again, they should have done this at the very beginning. But I honestly, guys, think we saw them with their the, with the, the the WWE with their pants down, call with their pants down with the original Cesaro um, match with him because Cesaro was just brought over through the draft. If you guys remember, right? Yeah, and I have a feeling like they didn't know what they were doing with him. Yeah, and, and, and that's why I was shocked that they gave him a win on top of it versus you know a young, really fast rising, you know, want to call him a rookie or not, but but really big superstar in my opinion, uh, in Ricochet, and um, it feels just like they're taking it week by week, and, and that's that that's scary, you know. I always felt like they did not know where they were going with this. Yeah. And I thought this was about as good as a seven-minute match could be. Yeah. Um, you know, they're not giving any time, but this match meant nothing. This is the third week in a row they're wrestling. Cool. It still means nothing. So what would be a good stake for them? Uh, the U.S. title. Like, this was to gain entry into the U.S. title oh, tournament yeah, or, true. you know, yeah. anything. Um, the winner of this gets a U.S. title shot. Or mm. it's a best of seven, and the winner gets a title shot. Mm. Um, I, they did that with Cesaro and Sheamus, but... So- no, I'll, I'll be let's play devil's advocate. Let me be WWE here for a second. Well, all you internet fans love to watch AEW and, and Ring of Honor, and all, not Ring of Honor, but AEW and all these other up and coming promotions where there's no stakes in those matches. They just have great athletes going against each other. There's no championships on the line in some of those, and yet you guys still go out and watch it and you rant and rave about it. Yeah, it's not the here? same match every week. <laughs> that's that'd be my argument is you can mix them or mix them up you know you could have bobby Roode versus ricochet you know and you they've done that too but you, you know what i mean they got a, a bunch of town to apollo cruz versus ricochet but you don't think this fulfills the the wrestling fan that likes to watch just to watch five-star matches or really but the same work? one every week <laughs> You know what I mean? Like that's the that's the thing. Like I love Flair and Steamboat, but if I saw that seven mm. weeks in a row, I think yeah. I'd be getting sick of it. Well, what's interesting about this is it was after the second match that there was a clip that made the rounds on social media of a match these guys had on the indies. What was it like ten years ago or eight years wow. ago? Doing some of the same sequences. So tonight in the promos, they referenced that and said, "Oh, this rivalry, this match, you know, this this matchup, ten years in the making, or something like that." So to your point about them having their pants down, Matt, it's like they're taking cues from what people are saying online to try and give something to this match to give it some sort well, of perspective. That part was cool. Yeah, let's yeah. sell that to the crowd. Let people know that. And like, unless you're really paying attention, you wouldn't know. No. Show those clips. You know, I know they don't like to dig into the past too much on these guys, but if you want to make us yeah, care, sure. tell a story. Um, those backstage promos, uh, those cell phone ones, you know, Raj, you always talk about it like uh, Ricochet not being the best promo. I don't think tonight helped him necessarily. You could tell there were no producers. Uh, he wasn't being given lines. That wasn't Vince's good shit. Well, I bet he was. You think so? Yeah. It sounded was, very much like a scripted promo. But not, I mean, at least Vince, when he fails, takes a big swing sometimes with this stuff. This was just like dull as can be. Uh, you know, they could have just pulled a line out of a script ten, from 10 years ago and given it to him. It was pretty uh, unremarkable. Yeah, they're, not, they're not letting Ricochet go out there without a script. Like, they only do that with their top, top guys. They'll let once in a while. Even, you know, Dean Ambrose was a great promo. It was, you know, he, it was John Moxley. I mean, how he was almost always had to stay on script. So once uh, in a while, he could veer off a little bit. Well, actually, here's a good question, Matt. How was it the difference between being in something that's going to be the main event, like the big story on Raw or SmackDown versus something that they know is sort of a throwaway, nothing match? How much mean? are they over your shoulder and in your ear on the matches that they don't see as a marquee attraction? What do you mean by that? that? Well, so uh, the creative, creative backstage. So if you're doing something just that's as much, story, just, really, just, just 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 as much. You have different agents that handle each match, and I would say each level of match. So like Johnny Ace used to handle like the main event, which is which is hilarious. Um, although he was a pretty good false finish guy for what it's worth. Um, and then like Arn or uh, Sergeant Slaughter even um, would handle different matches. You know mm. what I mean? But still the same energy behind it and direction. And Stephanie was- McMahon walked me down the aisle when I was uh, walking through a segment where I did my very first debut match with um, Zach uh, Zach Ryder when I oh, debuted. Wow. We had to re-debut the stupid stuttering gimmick. 
And she was walking me out um, down the aisle, explaining to me what they wanted in the segment. And Vince was in the ring and walked right up to Zack Ryder's, got in his face, stood right over him, looked down on him. And he's like, I want you to stand here until it gets uncomfortable. You know what I mean? Like little things like that. And that was an opening match type of gimmick. Interesting. Raj, did you have something? Uh, well, I was going to say is that this, if you're a main eventer and you screw up a promo, as opposed to if you're someone starting out, uh, it's, it, that's probably a big difference though, right? Like the main eventer, it's like, all right, whatever, we'll, we'll move on. Whereas if you're starting out, you could get buried after that. Mm, they'll work with you. They want you to do well. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Although, apparently Vince has been holding a grudge against, was it Luke Harper Raj that he couldn't do a Southern accent? <laughs> like, is he yeah. really holding a grudge? Well, that's what it is. Apparently, I mean, that's, apparently yeah, that's why he started burying him. Yeah. But um, who I knows? Mean, I don't work there no more. Maybe he's changed then. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, anyhow, Ricochet <clears throat> got the win over Cesaro. So uh, he's two and one in this series. It will probably keep going. Um, after that, our truth. Oh, our truth was hiding under a table. Uh, he got, he was on a golf course over the weekend. Jinder Mahal briefly got the 24 mm-hmm. seven title off of him. Then hard truth got it back immediately. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, the chase continued with Maverick Cedric Alexander EC three was uh, in the mix earlier backstage. We shall see what happens there. The, I thought that spot was pretty funny. EC uh, yeah. our truth on the table. That, that part was funny. And then the undertaker at the very end, just, he was out there for what, about 90 seconds, uh, said, you know, Hey, uh, but what was the angle with this? He didn't do rest in peace. He said, uh, you're next to Goldberg. Yeah. He said he wants that killer Goldberg, not the nice family guy, uh, that we've been seeing for a while. He wants to see that old school, badass Goldberg and, uh, finish by saying, uh, you know, Goldberg, you're next. So, you know, I thought it was kind of, I, I thought that was better than, you know, I'm going to take your soul and your soul will, you know, will be claimed. And, you know, this is, this is better. <laughs> yeah. I mean, dude, anytime Taker comes out there, I'm watching obviously. Right. And I'm, um, you're not going to say, Oh, I hate it. You know? Yeah. I know. I, know. I mean, people, you know, will get annoyed. Like, Oh, you're still relying on undertaker and we're tired of him and whatever. But when he's out there, people care. I do. Uh, that, that's not a bathroom break. I would, however, rather see that be a, a ricochet, a um, any of these younger guys yeah. in that spot where they built them up that much, you know? Not that they're going to build them up to be Undertaker status. That takes years, but you know what I'm saying. I was going to tell you were going to say in a match. I was going to say Ricochet versus Undertaker. I am strangely curious to see what that match would look like. Or you have Undertaker against like Aleister Black. You build a, someone that new. would be oh, awesome. That would be awesome. As well. And have Aleister Black go over. You build a new star. Yeah. Megastar, that moment that happens. Yeah. Megastar. Yeah. So that was Raw tonight. SmackDown tomorrow. Mm-hmm. It's going to have an appearance by Goldberg. First time on SmackDown. Now I'm, you know what I mean? I'm going to be excited for that, actually. Yeah. SmackDown's only two hours long, too. So I'm kind of looking forward to that. I think it'll be a better pace, like usual. Uh, and then Friday. Oh, boy. Anyhow, what else is going on in the world of wrestling, Raj? You know, it's kind of been a slow week. Uh, a lot more John Moxley interviews, as we we've talked about. Um, he he kind of went into detail about his match with Brock at WrestleMania and how he yeah. tried to get them to do something, and Brock would not go to any of the meetings, didn't care. And they finally met like a couple hours before the show went on the air to discuss mm-hmm. the match. Um, so you know, a, a lot more. Hear, John Mo- can you hear any of them besides Jericho's? Or are they all written? Out? Yeah, no, they're all no, uh, available uh, online. Yeah, uh, the the one with the Brock Lesnar stuff is on the latest uh, Wade Keller podcast. So that's okay. on uh, George. Yeah, so and there's a half an hour one uh, on a podcast called Flip the Strip, which I guess is a Las Vegas radio show. He did like a half an hour interview okay. on. Yeah. So the only other thing there was a, a weird incident over the weekend where a fan said that he was at an ROH show on uh, I think it was Saturday night, or it, it was over the weekend, and he was chanting some stuff at Allure. Uh, yeah, Manny mm-hmm. Leon and, and mm-hmm. Velvet Sky. Um, apparently, uh, he, who, who knows what he said, but Velvet Sky and Mandy got, got pissed off and, and Mandy spit on him. Uh, later during the show, they came back out again. Uh, they had a, 
the Velvet Sky and this fan had an exchange. Um, and that led to later in the show, security came, grabbed the fan, took him to the back, mm-hmm. and they kept kind of kept him to the back for a while. And then Bully Ray showed up. And then Bully Ray uh, basically told the fan, you know, to respect the women on the show. Mm-hmm. And then basically said, you know, that's it. All right, go out and, and be a fan. Uh, a lot of people felt like this was inappropriate, um, that, you know, it's, I, it's intimidating. I'll what, a fan. No, I'll tell you what's inappropriate. What I thought you were going to go with this story that Bully Ray pulled, hemmed him up against the wall and said, <laughs> that's my, you know, fiance <laughs> over there slow your roll or, or, or something crazy like that. But for him to just say, Hey, like at the end of the day, cause he, in certain regard, he's right. You, you know, I mean, yes, you're there as a fan. You are, you should be able to chant and yell, you know, whatever, but we're in a different day and age right now with the me too movement and things like that. Moving on that, that goes, that's universal. Wrestling is not safe from that. If you will, do you know what I'm saying? Like you just need to be mindful if they were saying something, they had nothing to do with wrestling, and they cursed out a woman and said certain things. You got to be mindful of that. I'm a, I was a fan, and, and when Moolah came out, I never would think in a thousand years to call you the see you next Tuesday word. Or, yeah. I'm not saying the fan said that, but in my head, that's like one of the worst things you can call a female, obviously. So that never entered my head. It was like, you suck, you know, things like that. Like, I hope you lose, you old bag, or something crazy like that, you know? It yeah. is funny. I mean, everyone's been uh, juxtaposing this against the famous Dudley's promo that they cut. What was that on Sunday Night Heat mm-hmm. back in the day? Yeah. So, you know, certainly yeah. he was not one to be politically correct in his audience. Different, different time. I agree. Much different time. I assure you, Bubba Ray Dudley would never in a thousand years cut that promo today. You can't. Right. So uh, he, got, he got into a female's face. I remember it. Yeah. <laughs> so Billy Ray... Uh, he took Twitter, confirmed the incident happened, but he said he was you know, really nice to the fan, uh, handled the situation the exact opposite way that most people would assume. Uh, he <laughs> said the fan, is, <laughs> the fan is trying to make himself the victim. He said the fan was saying uh-huh. some uh, vile uh, comments and made lewd sexual gestures towards the women. And uh, mm. he said the fan probably should have been ejected, but he had to talk with them. He said, I think we can all agree that in 2019, this type of behavior towards women is unacceptable and goes far beyond the scope of, I paid for my seat, I should be able to do or say whatever I want. Mm. I live by the motto, respectful fans always get what they want, rude fans always get what they deserve. (laughs) At the end of the day, I'm guilty of defending three women that needed a bit of defending, Mm. not by being a bully, by being a man. Uh, ROH sent us a statement saying that uh, the fan experience is the forefront of all our live events, and they consider this matter to be very serious, and they're conducting an internal review over the next 48 hours to determine the appropriate actions. So, yeah, I mean. Well, because I'm sure something's going to come up with the fact that the security held him backstage. He can't be doing things. I think that's that's the issue, I think. like Can't do that. They should have just kicked him out. Just let him leave. But. Then by proxy, if I was that fan, one, I wouldn't be saying doing things like that. But let's say I did. I'd be pretty ex- excited, you know, that Bully Ray, you know, yeah, I'd be embarrassed in front of a wrestler that I was a fan of and Bully Ray. But the fact that they let me go back out and take my seat, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I just know you can't bring somebody backstage and just hold them back. Them <laughs> That's very mafia style. You can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't do that. I wonder yeah. what he said. I really, I, I mean... The they, their their said. statements matched uh, what the fan said that bully say, said, and then what bully said that he said, which is, no, uh, what did the fans say though? All right, so here to he rile goes, them up, no, to rile the girls up. Oh, he well, said that, he was spit on by one of them. He said well, Mandy spit on, her, but that was after he said whatever. Because uh, that ain't cool either. You don't. I mean, no, no. And they've been around they're... the business for a while. It's not like they're going to randomly start spitting on fans all of a sudden. Um, I'm sure they he did something to you know uh, rub him the wrong way. Supposedly, one of them called him a virgin, and then he said something along the lines. <laughs> well, this like, was yeah. later. Yeah, this and then he later. said back to her, "Yeah, look who you're having sex with, uh, Bully Ray." <laughs> so right. apparently, they exchanged a lot of words. That's fair. Uh, that, <laughs> That's that, fair. That, that line's fair. No, because it's public yeah. that right. they're in a relationship, and they mocked the fans, sex, you know, sexual prowess or non-prowess, if you will. I mean. I used to on Twitter. I used to say things like that to try to draw heat from fans. Um, and they'd come back right at me, and it was—I always felt it was fair game. Yeah, 
Yeah. I mean, I definitely see where it crosses the line. I mean, man, I've been in some very uncomfortable crowds um, with one or two jackasses during a women's match before, even in California. I've oh, seen. Wow. That really? Well, I you wouldn't that think impossible that possible to believe. Well, I'm, I'm of the opinion that you're not, you know, to say that you paid your ticket, you could do whatever you want. That's no. BS. You can't do that at a football game. Anyone's starts chanting, uh, sexist or homophobic or racist remarks you're gonna get kicked out you're What's gonna people, get dealt with you're right it's like people say there's freedom of speech it's like we can't be screaming for getting going to movie theater and start screaming fire so guess what there's there's right. certain limitations for everything so if you are right. acting the fool you, you should get <laughs> treated acting, like it if you're you know? acting the fool right I, yeah. I don't know if i said that right <laughs> um but but they should have probably just kicked him out uh maybe yeah. they were you know in bully's eyes he was trying to be nice to the fan yeah, by just having like. a talk with him and then letting him watch the it's, rest of the show. I can't imagine, you know, him. I mean, he is nice bully. He's changed a lot, a lot, yeah. but, um, you saw where I thought you were going with that story <laughs> when you heard that he made him wait backstage for bully to talk. I was like, Oh no. What are you yeah. So it's weird when you holding a fan against their will backstage. That's a, that's a weird can't one. do it. Yeah. Well, you can't do that. And I'm sure it won't happen again. But no, I kind no. of feel like Bully's intentions were probably uh, his but, intentions were probably good. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you though, it's not good for Ring of Honor that these are the stories. Like this is what's getting attention from Ring of mm -hmm. Honor. Ring of Honor is not even being spoken about. No, this the Enzo and Cast thing. Like it's all they, the they need something to get steps. a buzz. Yeah, mm -hmm. and this is not the kind of stuff they want to get a buzz. Hmm. But. Yeah. Is it just that Sinclair never put real money into them that kept them from breaking through? Because they've had all the talent and all the opportunities. Why didn't they pull an AEW before AEW? Mm. It, it, yeah. I mean, it was never given that kind of a priority. Kind of crazy. That's costly. Uh, yeah. No, definitely. Is there uh, anything else? That's about it. Cool, man. So, Raj, you're taking off on vacation. Me, Matt, Morgan. And do we have a third tomorrow night, Raj? Yeah, Justin Labar. Oh, okay. God, you're going to put me on with Glenn and Justin? It's going to take five hours. <laughs> Justin's faster than I am. <laughs> I don't know. The times when it's just me and Matt. Matt, we powered through it once in like 35 minutes. We were <laughs> yeah, just like, here we go. Yeah. We'll see. I'll 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 drive tomorrow night, but I'll you know I'll hang back Dude, a little. Give bit. him the Iggy, like start pressing keys or something like that. <laughs> Set up a code where he's talking forever. Give him the light. Yeah. Get the Sandman <laughs> like the Apollo coming out, bringing I'm him terrible. off stage. I love you, Justin. I'm terrible. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then Friday, me and Nick talking Jetta. Oh, it's gonna be great. Matt Morgan, what do you want to plug before we take this home? Nada. There you go, Raj. What's coming up on the site? Uh, the usual. Um, you know the uh just. I hate saying it every week. <laughs> Just uh, we got a bunch of big interviews coming up, uh, including one with a, uh, a top-level WWE star. So, uh, Ooh. stay tuned. There you have it. I'm Glenn Rubenstein. You can find me on Twitter at Glenn Rubenstein. Greatly appreciate a follow where I live tweet along with WWE programming. And until next time, we will catch you back here on the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. Take care.